Mm. Did we manage to get through the technical <laughs> details immediately? Did, did... <laughs> I think there were no hiccups, glitches, or miscommunication uh, system. Yeah. So, of course, you realize now we screwed ourselves. Of course. <laughs> the bar is impossibly high. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we lose the ability to speak. <laughs> there was a... Uh, I'm not sure if it's a new commercial, but I just saw it, so I guess it's new to me. It talks about um, Match.com, or like the devil meets 2020. Um, <laughs> and so, it, it, so, of course, hilarity ensues. Hilarity for them, you know, death and hellscape for the rest of us. But <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Is that because the outcome is better for them or because they enjoy death and chaos? I think it's because the outcome is better for them. I think okay, okay. I think the I think Satan and 2020 in that commercial were willfully oblivious to what their combined having Venn diagram had done to the world. I see. Um and so yeah, for them, they just it, they just seem like a match, match.com. Um it's the rest as usual. That's odd one, branding. It's the, you know what? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure it means it's conveying exactly what they want. You know, it's, I think it's roughly akin to, you know, like when Ford in the, what, the 1970s or 80s named their car Nova in Mexico. Like, right. I know it, it feels like a good idea, but have right. you really thought about what this means to people who are not Welcome in to this the Wayback right Machine, kids. We're already back to the 1970s. Nostalgic automobile advertising uh, campaign. I know, I know. Well, I mean, one because it was it was such a it was such a tone deaf explanation, and it was. if you had, I, I think that speaks to you know some of the things you and I talk about sometimes, of just having diversity of thought in the room. Yeah. Um, because anyone, why, why, Darius? What does Nova mean in? Um, in well, for those who are not familiar, you know what? I'm like I tell my kids sometimes, Google that shit. <laughs> People can't Google when they're listening to a podcast. They're on their treadmills and stuff. They can pause it. God, they can keep the goodness. injuries. They can keep the goodness going for hours. So for so for those who are not familiar, and I'm going to speak to our one fan out there, uh, no va means no go because va means go, as in vamanos. So there you have it. Like naming your car no go was probably not. Um, I mean, basically, the only, the only thing you could have done worse is name made your car like Adobe, the car made out of clay from Saturday Night Live. Like. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> that's that's the only one. So yeah, it's. I mean, but I mean, when we think about when we think about what that concept means, Seth, right? The idea of if you would just talk to somebody else, they clearly right. could have told you. Um, and this is why, again, we need to do our podcast every single day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. It's it's and and I think maybe even going over that Match.com story, you know, in the double in 2020, like that's where we are right now. Like, there's always a new hellscape that is just seems to be on the horizon, right? Like, and so the stuff that was hellscapish two weeks ago when we did our last broadcast, (laughs) it's old hat now, Sully. That's old hat. Like, you know, let's move on to people in Michigan holding hearings about reversing the election results, like. How does Giuliani get any air? Like, I, yeah. Well, spe- speaking of Giuliani passing oh, air. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I did it. I made a fart joke. 
I understand. I understand you had to go there. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where like, clearly those things that we had thought are no longer true. Um, and I think maybe that's what people are struggling with right now. Like just, just kind of the ways in which we built a lot of stuff. Um, those norms are gone, right? We just don't yeah. have... Well, and or as this is the recurring theme, really, if there is one for our podcast, mm. it's like mm. maybe it was never there to begin with, right? I mean, uh, what you just brought to mind was a Twitter interaction I saw yesterday or today. Um, someone tweeted, imagine not realizing that your nation through its history has been had been successful thanks to cheap labor from slaves and entered servants and immigrants. Commenting on some thread going on uh -huh. and this woman who her twitter thread is her twitter handle is um validated and seems to indicate she's a uh former republican nominee for u.s senate from mm. delaware lauren witzke replied americans built this country and we don't need to import a third world slave class to make it successful mm -hmm. <laughs> now <laughs> again like, <laughs> I mean, those are the only like, two words that come up. Like, oh, you know, honey, like you should read some history. The, You're those, not gonna like what you find. Yeah, like, well, but speaking of that, Sebastian, you know what happens when people are confronted with the facts that don't fit their narrative, and we see two widely disparate ways of reacting. Maybe three, right? One is to think, hmm, that's interesting. I did not realize that, and begin to do some research to accept that in. Two is to be like, mm, I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. And three is to just feel like rejected. And it just yeah. feels, it just feels like that rejection part is because it makes somebody feel bad about who they thought they were or what yeah. they thought their country was. Like clearly that's a reason to not, you know, that's, yeah, a, that's a reason to not ingest it. <laughs> threatens their narrative of, of, yeah, their own identity, their country's identity, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's um, well, it's I mean, sad though, like because I mean, I, I mean personally, without the prospect of growth, I don't see what the point of any of this stuff is. Right? <laughs> I'm yeah. not, I'm not a, an animal, right? I'm not mm -hmm. an amoeba that's just looking for the next, you know, organic material to absorb into into myself mm -hmm. to provide nourishment so that I can continue looking for the next organic material to absorb into myself. There has to be a purpose. The only purpose that makes sense on a day-to-day -day basis for me is like learn find mm -hmm. out stuff experience things like expand you know and there's just such an uh, intense reaction against that as as a threat i mean they, they think they're being threatened <laughs> yeah. by the idea of learning yeah that's and i mean that's the here's the thing like you know with great power comes great responsibility as those of us who read spider-man know but you know, the idea that even the search that is, for new that's facts. That's one of your go-tos for it sure. It is. It is. It is. And your kids it, must roll their eyes so hard when you say that. I, I mean, and not to be racist, I literally see the whites of their eyes every time I say that. <laughs> like, they look like they've been taken over by aliens. The eyes roll so far back in their head. <laughs> Marilyn Manson is that exactly, Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? But, yeah, this idea that, you know, let's not even – let forget about recognizing the truth when we see it let's not even search for it no um no predetermine what we believe to be true and yes then annihilate yes. any <laughs> other possibility <laughs> it is it, it, you know and so that whole 
that whole part and what you're talking about Seth, is, is really deep and it's really true because you know as we are human beings on this tiny spinning ball spinning around a sun that's you know spinning around a galaxy that you know so forth and so on kind of like as you as you go outward spinning around us sorry it's, it's true indeed true indeed true indeed I was, specifically you know, me mm, yes i'm just i'm just happy that you're that your gravitas has held me close <laughs> don't worry i won't crush you You've captured me like a like an asteroid going through the sun, like a comet around the like a comet around the star. Um, That's me, baby. <laughs> the idea that that yeah, we we have gotten to the point where the the teacup and you know the snowflake and it, I think it really comes down to. The, what's that the Shakespeare line? Me think thou doth protest is too much. Yes. Like if, if I'm ever curious to know, like what, if I'm ever curious to know what malfeasance the Republicans are up to, I just yes. look to see what they're accusing people of. Right. And it's yeah. like, oh. Sex oh. with turtles. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you know, voter fraud. <laughs> it's you true know? though. Literally everything they've ever accused Democrats of, they do it. And, and and I think it's one of those things where, because, hey, listen, Democrats are, Democratic elected officials are far from perfect. And I think we, Absolutely. we've articulated that many times because they're human beings. Ergo, if so facto, it is difficult for them to be perfect, <laughs> you know, but, you know, this whole idea of false equivalency, like, you know, yeah. oh, you're a jaywalker. Oh, well, you just killed somebody. Well, they're both crimes. Well, right. Yeah. Well, yes. I love the, uh, <laughs> oh, we'll see how much the left wants to go after uh, whatever, Ghislaine Maxwell, let's say, once mm. it show, you know, once Clinton turns up in her little black book and, and mm. Democrats are like, and people on the left are like, uh, yeah, go after them. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> I don't understand what you don't get about this. <laughs> it's not like suddenly okay if it's our guy. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> it is, well, and and, you know, part of, you know, and I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier, this whole idea of like, you know, stuff just gets pancaked in terms of, you know, things that people are attacking or things are doing. So if, if you'd have told me three weeks ago that, you know, Trump was going to pardon Flynn, I would have been like, mm, I'm not surprised, kind of expected it. Um, but now I think the latest coming out is, you know, preemptive pardons for up to like 20 <laughs> allies. I'm like, oh. Preemptive pardons. I love Preempt that so much. I mean, you know, you, but here's the I other think part. that's called lawlessness, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> or it's or it's called a bribe. Like if you are pardoning well, somebody to, or no, what's it's obstruction of justice? Because I guess there's, I, I'm not sure. Well, that's an interesting thing. Is it a bribe or is it obstruction of justice? Because it definitely does have something of value, but I don't know that it can. The value can be determined because you you've exempted them from all crimes, so they can never be charged with something. So it's not. I, I guess I think. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Um, well, I think that's I'm going with obstructive justice. I think I well, go with the obstructive pardon, justice. The pardon could be for obstruction of justice, I believe. Mm. But I mean, like the the investigation is into somebody uh, paying for a private bribe. Yeah. Sorry, pardon, which is clearly a bribe. But mm -hmm. but I mean, to pardon somebody, you have to stipulate the crime. What, what they did. The, yes. <laughs> just, well, just but, but do you? I mean, if I, I I don't remember everything from history, but when I look at the Ford pardon of Nixon, um, there seemed to be a presumption. There seemed to be an idea that he was pardoned for all crimes that he did and any other 
crimes resulting from an investigation. I, I, I need to look at the wording now because, mm. and, and why on earth will we ever need to look up the, the wording of pardons for political people? But okay. Um, All right. I know, right? Okay, fine, we'll do it. But that's, do, I think from, is it clemency? Well, correct, we have pardon and clemency, right? So, and then commuting of sentences. Clemency and commuting, those are both, you did a crime or yes. at least you were convicted of a crime and I am I am unilaterally as the chief, you know, the executive power mm-hmm. in the United States saying you're done now. Yes. Like yeah, you've, you've been punished enough by my mm-hmm. judgment and I have total control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think that's, know. that's what he gave. Was it Blagojevich gave, what, did he commute a sentence? Or I think he, he commuted clemency? Blagojevich's sentence. Yeah. I think he, hard, no, he, com- and also I think he also uh, commuted Stone, right? I don't think he gave a pardon to Stone. No, he gave a, a pardon to Stone. He did give a pardon to Stone. Yes. Okay, it's so hard to keep up. I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the idea that he's going to pre-pardon, you know, himself. I mean, aside from the scandal of the DOG investigating that pardon for bribery scheme, I think the other part I'm noticing is, you know, the idea that he can preemptively pardon, you know, Don Jr. and Ivanka and Jared and, you know, his closest allies in here. And, and uh, you, know, you know who's really, really scared about that? Justice Roberts. Because he's mm-hmm. like, you know, fuck, that's coming right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, so far, it, Trump did not get the Supreme Court that he was paying for. <laughs> well, you know, it's... I think what happens is, and 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 because we, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine, and yeah, I don't know uh, the days all started to blend together. And we were talking about Barr, and you know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, why did Barr now say publicly that there was no, you know, nothing that the Justice Department has seen that would, you know, right. encompass? I said, well, I said my comment was one because it's true. Um, that's maybe, yeah, that's maybe one reason to say it. <laughs> and I said, but the other reason is, I said, but the other reason is you can't ask people who are career lawyers and have a respectable, even if they have a conservative position, to go against that. Like, right. And, and I think it goes to what you're talking about. You know, you you didn't hire your best friend and then get him certified by the bar. You brought in a lawyer right. who is steeped and trained in all of the traditions of American right. law and may have a conservative bent, but the American law is still at the core of it. And may I also said, be stupid and corrupt, but yeah. does, does know that there is a line past which they should not go because it will be bad for them. When you saw it with the with Trump's lawyers, um, mm, stepping uh, away. Know, yeah, I mean, they were talking mm-hmm. about fraud when they were talking to the press. Yes. Um, and then they got into the court and the judges were like, and what are you alleging fraud? Uh, nope, no, nope, no, 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 we no, are no. not. <laughs> I'm saying that my client thinks there is fraud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, 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 the specter of <laughs> the specter of, you know, liability or legal liability or legal jeopardy, um, I think is maybe one of the things that I'm most heartened about in terms yeah. of a broken justice system like okay we don't do a very good job of you know fairly punishing all criminals but in this one instance it seems that there are safeguards of you know thou shalt not lie and i think what's right. what's or you or you know yes you can lie in a court of law but to, to the point you're talking about there will be a lot of recriminations and repercussions if you do that um, and I think that's what Trump is really running up against. He's running up as people who know that, you know, they don't want to put themselves in legal jeopardy. I think, I think back to Don McGahn, um, mm-hmm. you know, who was probably the happiest person in the world that he didn't have to testify in front of the house because mm-hmm. he knows what he would have had to say. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. No, he uh, he was. I mean, of all the cast of characters that we that we know well, he was clearly the one who was being more most cautious and aware of what mm -hmm. he was doing. Right. He, mm -hmm. I'm sure every conversation that's on the record, email or whatever, voicemail, he's saying. This is against my, uh, you know, my advice mm -hmm. as a lawyer. However, if you were going to do this, yes, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yes, and if you do this, I don't want to know about that because I yeah. will have a duty to disclose. <laughs> <laughs> and but I think and 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 I think those are the kind of conversations that people who are steeped and understand what it is like to actually do the practice of law are familiar with and. You know, it runs it runs counter to, you know, the bluff and bluster that we see, you know, from the current occupant of the White House, where there's just really no, you know, there's no understanding of why you can't do that. You know, it reminds me a little bit of Ross Perot. Like, what do you mean? I, can't you just order them to do this? Mm, right, right, right. No, that that's that's. <laughs> that yeah, that, that little works. dude had a Napoleon. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Let me tell you something. Napoleon is looking down, or maybe up from wherever his resting place is. Just like, man, that dude, and that dude is really taking my name all the way. Like, that's that is the new picture of the Napoleonic complex. I yeah, think it's true. Perot, right? for, for the IT era, <laughs> Perot it systems. It is. It's, but I, you know. I don't know that people, and I, you know, we talk a little bit about Dunning-Kruger, and I think what what has become apparent is that people don't understand how you can be a genius in one area of life and Dunning-Kruger in the other area. Like we 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 want right. to get rid of all nuance. Like I look at well, we also don't understand that uh, success can be entirely a matter of circumstances, right? I mean, I always about, you didn't build that. I damn right I did. <laughs> I always hold up the example of Bill Gates, who I think is one of the most like flimsy quote unquote geniuses of the computer mm -hmm. era ever mm -hmm. <laughs> because I mean, he was negotiating with IBM who was building the first personal computer for uh, uh, I believe it was licensing of his basic program. Mm -hmm. And in that meeting, he, the IBM let him know that they were considering uh, licensing the operating system from a third party because the DOJ was going after them for antitrust uh, because of the the, yeah. uh, the mainframe essentially because the, in the mainframe they had such total control of the market they were just crushing the competitors by you know under pricing them or whatever whatever the the, the antitrust thing was were saying so they were proving that they were being nice players by considering uh, third parties. IP for this new product, which they, by the way, didn't think was going to be a success in any way, shape, or form. So, <laughs> Why would anybody need a computer that's personal? So um, Gates, <laughs> Gates puts a pause on the meeting, which is in, uh, I think it's in New Mexico, but anyway, it was somewhere down, uh, I think it was in New Mexico, flies back up to Washington, goes and sees the guy um, who runs DRDOS, who owns DR, built DRDOS. He's a programmer. He's like a one-man shop. Mm -hmm. um, offers a, a license to him, a perpetual license to him for his IP for, I think, $15,000 yeah. or $30,000. Mm -hmm. And then goes back to IBM and says, I, oh, he said, I mean, before he left, he said, I have a DOS. Hang on one sec. And he mm -hmm. ran out the door. He comes back and says, okay, here's your DOS. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I want it to be non-exclusive. So his only quote unquote genius is that he reserved the right to, and I think IBM may have offered it because they wanted to make it look better for the DOJ, for antitrust. Yeah. We're not locking up this small company's yeah, no, no, IP, no, 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 no. right? 
Yeah, exactly. So he was able to go around and, and license Microsoft DOS to every other company that ever made a PC. And that is why Microsoft is Microsoft. That's not genius. That's lucky timing. And then taking advantage of a particular situation in a clever way. But like, um, some would call that predatory. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there is an ethics dimension to it. Certainly yeah. the DR DOS dude has a lot of sour grapes, like justified sour mm -hmm. grapes. Mm -hmm. but, but to say that Gates was the you know, progenitor of the, the modern personal computer industry is like, mm, no, no, he didn't really contribute much at all, actually. And, and I think we, I don't know if we've talked about it specifically in this conversation, but it's the whole idea of being born on third base and thinking that you've hit a mm -hmm. triple, There's right? Absolutely that as well, for this, sure. This, this idea of, you know, one of the, so I think one of the stories, I, I, I don't know if I've told it on this podcast, um, but when I was in college, way back in the early 1800s, um, you know, I had an opportunity to do an internship um, at the NBA, National Basketball Association. Um, and I think right. they were gonna pay like something pittance. And it was in New York, in Manhattan. Um, and it would have been fantastic because, you know, just because, you know, you get to intern at the NBA, right? Yeah, sure. Um, my coach at the school had known some people, you know, I think, you know, there were people who were on the 1976 team, like the, the Olympic team, like I had some connections finally yeah. getting me in there. And quite frankly, I just wasn't able to take advantage of that opportunity because I didn't have the economic engine right. behind me. Sure. You could not maximize exactly to, to exactly right and pretty much um <sighs> you know this is what 80 this is like 91 so pretty much anything below you know 1200 dollars a week is an unpaid internship in manhattan yeah right <laughs> and and i just didn't have that opportunity and, and you know part of what kimberly and i think about with our kids is you know how do we give them that opportunity to yeah. take advantage of things like that because Although I am very happy with my life, I'm very happy with my wife, and I love my kids, and I love the fact that everything that I've done in this life has brought me to the podcast. Ah, yes, yes, I was saving you for last, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you know, it, you think about the path not taken, and sure. and and so I think when we look at a Bill Gates, you know, someone who did have the opportunity to, you know, to take advantage of this and had studied some aspects, or anybody else, um, you know, who just has the advantage of yeah. advantage. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah you know was it uh res sometimes what does it say uh luck is the residue of good planning um and actually hmm. i would say that sometimes yeah. planning is the residue <laughs> of good luck <laughs> right yeah. you know success yeah. is the residue of good luck yeah exactly exactly yeah. i know um, but you know it, it it maddens me that um the our I mean, I think there's a, a core human desire to see causality, right? We don't mm -hmm. like that the, the universe is random. random. We don't like that at all. Yes. Um, and so when a Bill Gates is successful, we go, we attribute that to intelligence and skill and, and genius. Um, and I think that's, in, you know, that's, that's innate to all humans. However, it plays into the hand of, of uh, you know, yeah, well, and also just systemic advantage, right? Like, yes, um, yes, yes. Class and race advantages are, they're capitalizing on that cognitive flaw in the human yeah. brain by saying like, look, white people clearly are superior because look at all the shit we got. Like, we've got everything. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cause the sun to go away with this <laughs> eclipse, right? And, you know... 
it's it's kind of like you know there was I was reading the comedian um, or listen looking at a comedian I forgot who it was but he was talking about literally if the native people had just held out for eight minutes the sun would have come back <laughs> <laughs> and then all of their negotiating power would have gone right that's it that's all you got is it done <laughs> exactly mm, you made it dark for a while and now it's light again <laughs> meet my spear. Um, wait, wait until 6 p.m. I'm going to make a dog for 12 hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How cute for you thinking you're going to make it to 6 p.m. Um, but yeah, to, to, that, to that whole idea that you're talking about of, of causality because, it, and I think maybe it goes to the age-old question, what, what do you do in a universe where good things happen to bad people? And yeah, exactly. Exactly. People? That's it right there. We do not like the idea no. No. that you can be like selfless and self-sacrificing and smart and risk averse and mm. conservative and a meteor can the mm. size of a walnut can come through the roof of your house and destroy your skull and you're dead. You know, and well, if I was if you were Jared Kushner, you'd probably say something like, "You didn't want to avoid that meteor back." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> if you yeah. wanted to live, you, you'd have, you know, done something else. And it's, yeah, that, that you're, you're right. Because I think, we'll, and actually this is, cause I don't know if we ever talk about psychiatry, psychology or the psychiatry of the human mind. Um, I know we talk about it kind of all roundabout the because time. we see the results, the right? Yeah. But that's but all that, we're talking about. <laughs> it's all, it all comes down <laughs> to how people think about themselves. We're, we're forcing <laughs> air through these meat flaps. This is, <laughs> A purely result of human psychology. <laughs> it, You're it, listening to it. Yeah, here it is, baby. Free advice. You know, there there are people in Manhattan charging 400 bucks an hour for this. You're getting it for free. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Sebastian Hashtag Venmo. Hashtag Darius Brown Venmo. Feel free. Um, but yeah, that that whole idea of what people do that impacts them versus what people do that impacts others, and and. And I think what we really see is that there's a similar human condition across a lot of humanity. It just so happens that there are some individuals who have outsized influence over the lives and bodies of others. And, you know, I mean, even if we think about it, like, you know, do I, am I a Democrat registered? Yeah, sure. Um, but, you know, there's gotta be something kind of sick and twisted to make you think that, hmm, I should be a leader of many. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and, For sure. and really why <laughs> well i'm, I'm kind of have smart. you seen this face <laughs> well i think that's you know if we if we take it back to sci-fi you know the emperor in star wars i think started off just wanting to have order and do some things right you know <laughs> you, 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 yeah. <laughs> the empire did nothing wrong <laughs> well you know so it's this idea of, I, I, and, and I don't know when it crosses the line, um, but the, the phrase I would offer is that, you know, it, it is very quick, you can very quickly go from being the devil's advocate to advocating for the devil. And if you're not careful, um, you're looking back at a line that you crossed. And, yeah. as, you know, if you even notice, frankly. You, I mean, and, that is, and that's the other part, right? If you, you know, I think notice. in so many instances, the motivation at its mm. core, it may yes. be dressed up like Clinton, for example. Okay. He certainly was an idealistic politician in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, his, his, his progressivism had, um, 
you know, uh, was, his bona fides were, were real in some ways. Also, I think kind of a terrible person, <laughs> you know? And um, like I've often Highly said, flawed. That, yes. that the test, the number one test uh, for, for whether someone should be nominated for, to run for public offices, do you want to be the president of the United States? Mm. You, do, you are disqualified, sorry. Yeah, if, if you have a desire to do this. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because any work. sane person would look at it and go, oh, that's not a good job. Like, that's that would be too hard to try to not hurt people. And somebody goes, like, Oh, no, let me at it. I yeah, can, the, I'm, alone, I'm all for that. I alone can fix this. Like, yeah, you're disqualified, dude. What's the, what's the Groucho Marx thing? I wouldn't want to belong to any club that would have music. That's member. right. Right. That's you right. know, just it's it, right. it, and it, and it, it, it feels because I think, but I think you're right because I think at, you know, except except for you know some human beings, maybe more human beings than I would like to think. I do believe that there is a desire to help serve. There is a desire because sure, human beings, I course. think, are communal community creatures. Of course. Um, it, it no, just... and and there has to. I mean, altruism and idealism. Uh, I mean, we have to have a a real and significant thread of that running through the human psyche or we mm. wouldn't exist now mm. yes. Yes. <laughs> like we are pretty bad animals individually <laughs> not amazingly bad <laughs> amazingly bad you know i think the woolly mammoths and the tigers and all of the ones were having meetings zoom meetings back in the day like okay That's... listen they're getting together <laughs> they are very strong together we need to break them apart <laughs> um, can we can we say that this other tribe is you know that they influence the cave elections and that, and that you know they need to break apart? Um, but yeah, you're right. Human beings in and of themselves are not not good. Are not very good. And, and I and you know so I think some would argue that oh you know well you know you put somebody on a desert island and you know they can survive and it's like well yeah they can survive because they have read books and gotten knowledge from other yeah, people exactly. about how to survive exactly right? <laughs> you know yeah, re rewind to day one like okay can, <laughs> can a baby <laughs> right you know and and but yeah the answer is is no and and i think what what i see that that's distressing is this idea of yes I am good with communing with some humans, but I'm not good communing with other humans. And that the whole otherization, right? The there was actually a great. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a great um, documentary on. Uh, you know, I have too many cable channels. Again, first world problems. I think it's Showtime, and it talks about the Reagans, the four parts of the Reagans, right? Mm. Um, and I mean, when you, it, it's almost like because I was what nine i think when reagan was elected in 1980 yeah so um and i didn't i wasn't necessarily as close but just looking back and seeing what that dude was and this is the thing right those who don't learn history are doomed to think they'll always be on the right side of it <laughs> like you know those people who hold up reagan is the the, the best you know like the best example of the republican party is Oof. like wow um that's where you start. Yeah, that's, right. That's, that's the mountaintop. Wow. But, but I and and here's the other thing, Sebastian. What I remember, so I remember learning about Reagan, maybe in the mid '90s when there was a push to get Reagan on the five dollar bill and a push to get Reagan on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and so right. you know, I was in college. I was like, all right, you know what? Let's. I you know I I know he was president when I was a teenager, but eh, you know who cares? 
um, let's find out about this guy. And I just remember being mm, old timey word gobsmacked by, <laughs> by, just by the like, malarkey. <laughs> it was tomfoolery, I tell you. Um, you know, just what that dude was all about and what he did and how we have not recovered from the unholy alliance no. of the religious right and the Republican conservatives to this day. That's right. Did you did you watch um, Mrs. America? I did not. I it's did quite not. good. It's quite good. It's it's the it culminates in in the ascendance of Reagan to the to the presidency. Um, but the path to get there is actually Phyllis Schlafly and her um, attempts mm. to oh, undermine yes. the Equal Rights Amendment. Yes, yes, um, successfully. Yes, successfully. <laughs> yes, quite successfully. And it yes. really it's really interesting because it's it's kind of in many ways that was the high watermark of feminism and civil rights. Um, I'd say, yeah, activism. late seventies. That's right, in the United mm -hmm. States, and mm -hmm. and the backlash that that came from the the silent majority, yes. quote unquote. Yeah, Oof, harsh. Okay, now. It's uh, they it's, were not playing around. <laughs> well, here's the thing, you know, you, and this is what I, I, and maybe Democrats will be smart about this. Like, you can't, you cannot bring a logical argument to someone who is being illogical. And so when we talk about, you know, how do we fight, you know, the Phyllis Schlafly's of the world or, you know, the, the lies about the ERA, like these people think or thought and maybe still do think that it was an existential battle for their very souls. And right. if you're coming at them with, ah, well, there's economic thing, there's a right thing, like that's not, right. that's not how you fight that. Right. <laughs> trying to murder my very existence. Yeah. Well, I can see how you would feel defensive, but can we just talk it? Nope, nope, nope. It's not, it's not a good way. It's, it's back to the, you know, the popper paradox, right? The, the intolerance can't be tolerant. Mm. Mm -hmm. You can't mm -hmm. negotiate with, I want, I want you to, your existence to, to not be anymore. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, and that's the other part that we talk about. And I think that's really where I feel mm, at last count, 71 million Americans may have had a different opinion than me, where you think this is a Democrat versus a Republican battle. And I'm here to tell you, it is a good versus evil battle. It really it is, is a moral versus it really is. Amoral. Yeah. <laughs> Art. And, and, and that's where, I think that's maybe where I'm struggling a little bit. Like, you know, do, do I agree with every single Democrat that comes down the pipe? Of course not. No. Do I, do I think there are some decent Republicans who are trying? Yeah, I do. But this is, this is not that. You no. know, this is, <laughs> what's that old Adams Family movie, right? Um, you know, you're talking about new business, Sully. We need to deal with the old business. Right, we need to get some good versus evil back. Yeah, you no know, understanding. We're, we're just what that not. Is. We're not the side that's used to like mm. taking on that mantle. It's interesting. I was just listening to uh, the Daily, the the New York Times podcast uh, okay. earlier about Tony Blinken. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they were doing a little profile of him, basically. Um, uh, interesting guy, right? I mean, um, interesting backstory. Uh, like his. <laughs> His 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 stepfather's like um, 
the American story is kind of, it sounds like there will be a movie about it at some Pretty point. Much. Pretty much. <laughs> like when the story gets out. I think you, I think I might've sent a, a text to you. Like when Jerry Kushner looks at Blinken, he's like, Oh, that is who I think I am. Right. Like, oh, that is what it really looks like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you were saying there was something on the podcast. Of, yeah. Well, profile. I mean, um, what was interesting to me is that, that, so he was um, Biden's sort of main strategy guy when Biden was on the foreign intelligence committee or foreign policy committee for years and years and years, right. Mm -hmm. Foreign affairs committee. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and that's kind of where, you know, they got to know each other super well and um, he cut his teeth and um, they were saying he's a, he's a huge proponent of interventionism where like he he believes that america has unique role and obligation to intervene in situations like rwanda like the um the tootsie the massacre of the tootsies mm -hmm. um Tootsie, which yeah. uh yeah that that um that is often it's aligned with our values but not with our interests like it's mm -hmm. often yes. messy Human and expensive values. and yes. yes um and it's it's fascinating because on the one hand, I hear um, an idealism that is very familiar. It sounds like World War II era American idealism, right? Mm. Um, I mean, late World War II, because initially we were sitting out and saying, like, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. let Europe take care of that problem. Mm -hmm. um, we have this but, ocean protecting us, but yes. Right. But once we sort of came around to like, okay, we've got to do this after Lusitania sunk. So, mm -hmm. uh, or Pearl <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're probably sorry. Both of those things, yeah. Because yeah, right. um, Lusitania started our uh, our efforts yes. to supply the war, and in, in, mm -hmm. uh, and I think we started, I think we started sending uh, aircraft and airmen, if I remember yes, correctly. I believe so. After the Lusitania, not a formal declaration of war, right? But, I think, but uh, you're right. After after obviously Pearl Harbor, yeah, arms and support, um, yeah. Uh, which miscalculation on the part of the Japanese, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, we. But you know what? Was it? Was it a miscalculation on the part of the Japanese? Because if you know that you are smaller and you know that the only thing that you have is surprise, you have to listen. If I got one punch at Mike Tyson's jaw, I have to make it the biggest, baddest, most destructive punch I can possibly muster. Because if Mike Tyson turns his attention to me, it is. He's all just going to drop two atom bombs on you. Why are you bothering? <laughs> and I think that's, and I think maybe that's what, you know, who knows what. Well, there, but I think that's maybe what Japan is thinking. Of. Like we have to do a oh, I mean, I, I an Asian get, blitzkrieg. <laughs> I get that, but that's presupposing that America was going to enter the war and go after Japan, which I I, I think yeah, you're right was a foregone conclusion if they thought about it from the the perspective of the Japanese uh, way of looking at the geopolitical situation. But there's a good chance that America would have yeah. just sat out the war. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> There were a whole lot of leftover, you know, followers of Lindbergh and that whole Amer first Absolutely. American first thing that that had significant power that were very much opposed to interventionism and God, it's, globalism. It's, it's so. so crazy how how much history rhymes. I mean, America first is the frigging motto of, of one of the mottos of the Trumpers, right? Like, you know, I, I said it earlier. And I, I think it bears repeating, like, those who do not learn from history are doomed to think they were always on the right side. Of yeah. Like, you know, clearly if anybody had done any research, maybe even a Google or a Wikipedia research on the term America first, they'd be like, oh, this is well, toxic. I, I think that that was a purposeful dog whistle. I mean, it came from Bannon or Miller for sure. You know what? You know what? And, and what you just hit upon, Sebastian, is what I think a lot of, you know, 
non-assholes and just regular people struggle with the idea that somebody would purposely try to co-opt that just doesn't jive with how i would think about anything like really sure don't you you, you're gonna there's a great I can't remember the name of the British uh, comedy troupe. Uh, these two guys who do sketch comedy or uh-huh. used to a long time ago. And there's a sketch with their, their SS officers um, in a, you know, a, a, a whatever, a fortified position in World War II. Uh-huh. And one of them walks up to the other and goes, Hans, are we the baddies? Our insignia is like a skull. Have you noticed that? I don't know. One of the good guys. <laughs> it's it was uh what was it the i forgot the name of the movie uh death at a funeral or something like that where the the mm. the, the, the son looks around where where peter dinklage's character comes in and it says you know hey our, your father was having an affair with me oh, yes. and then he looks around his father's office and he realizes all the gay homoerotical stuff right. that he never noticed before and it's like oh oh <laughs> No, I, I, I never saw that statue of two nude men wrestling or that, or, that, or that lithogram of a nude man bending over a barrel. Like, you know, like all of these things that you just never see. And I think it goes right to what you were talking about. Uh, so, yeah. So, Blinken. Yes, um, Blinken. On the one hand, it, I mean, it goes, it's right on Biden's brand to be sort of like uh, the last great summation or, or, or re-summoning of the energy of the, that, that generation, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're going to kick the Nazis' asses again, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the, the, uh, the great society and the American century and all of that sort of rebuild better and all that. It's, it very much resonates with that. However, if we, we have to figure out a way to bridge that, um, largely laudable ideal set of ideals with the modern knowledge that um, if you know when America intervenes overseas, America does so from America's perspective and from the perspective of whoever is in charge of America at that particular point in time. Yeah. And you get things like the war in Vietnam, which was a really mm-hmm. bad idea, a terrible idea. And you know, I mean, like. That's a direct, it wasn't, they weren't thinking like, let's go screw up that country and kill a bunch no. of innocent no. people. They thought that, you know, Soviet Union was just a yeah, terrible threat against <laughs> democracy and freedom and like anything was worth fighting the spread of, of communism around the world. Uh, you know, if we don't, like, I, like he was saying, uh, there was an interview with him, I think, or maybe it was, anyway, I can't remember if it was, they were reading something he'd written or it was an interview, but essentially he was saying like um if we don't take charge someone else will or there'll be a gap and and there'll be just chaos and it's Mm. like i just i kind of object to the term taking charge like i mean you know you you are a leader in your uh, professional career right you're you have a team that you lead um and so do i and i don't think of myself as being in charge of that team Like, and I don't think that great, like, uh, you know, sports coaches think of themselves as in charge of that team. They're not even on the field. They're, you know, they're, they're directing, they're suggesting, they're, they're inspiring, they're, uh, they're, they're setting examples, they're uh, listening and reflecting back and saying like, you know, it sounds like you might be frustrated about or trying this thing or whatever, right? Like it's a whole bunch of different roles, but it's not really being in charge, not properly. Mm. People mm. who think they're in charge tend to be kind of assholes and not that effective as a leader, yes. actually. Yes, because there's no consensus building. There's That's no right. Need to, 
you know, you're like you said, if you think you have enough power to dictate anything, yeah, you know, you don't need buy-in, you don't need consensus, you don't need alliances. You're probably one of the dumber people in the room. <laughs> well, it, it is no, and 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 I think part of what what you're hit, at least the part that I'm going to focus on, what I heard, is this whole idea because American politics is such a metronome. Um, that you're right, you, depending on what happens and when is really going to determine what response happens. That's right. <laughs> right. That's um, and I, I guess that's maybe true for all of life. But, you know, if I'm a, I think maybe that's what people don't realize from a Biden perspective. It's not that there is an agreement that he is the best, but it's a known quantity. You know, that's what, you know, the stock markets, I'm sure, don't necessarily like Trump. Um, because there's no way to build in 10 or 20 year models of predictability That's right. when this guy is here, right? And yeah, so, it's all short-term speculation. It, right? it, you know, yeah. and yeah, you could definitely have some short-term spikes, but I, gar- I guarantee you the people who are doing, you know, the planning for the 2035 funds, you know. It, yeah, or it, the bond, be, the long-term bond market. Exactly, so right? You know, well, what, 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 do you, what, what do you mean the United States might decide to default? That's going to change a whole bunch of shit that we have planned. (laughs) You know, we built all of our models on the United States never defaulting on my stuff. (laughs) But yeah, and so you know that, and I think that's the the part that I hear, um, you know, forty five talking about a lot is you know, oh, the stock market's going to do this, the stock market's going to do that. It's like. The stock market is exactly like the stock market is extremely small and limited indicator of, you know, GDP and what America is really all about in terms of its business and its building. Right. So, you know, you, well, again, I think part of, I think you may have said this on a previous podcast, you know, this whole idea of, well, what's good for me is good for the state because I am the state now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and I think what maybe these dictators says what? I think that's maybe the part that scares me the most about these four years is not so much that Trump happened and that in the election of 2020, um, which actually, by as you start to see the numbers, really wasn't close. Um, I told you like a month ago that it was going to end up being seven million. You did, you did, and you know, wait a second, did, these all these machines say half of your industries on them. Wait a minute, these voting machines have been hacked. Um, you know <laughs> that 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 whole idea of you know I worry and that, and I and, and tying it back to what I was talking about from Reagan like I'm very worried about the next smooth criminal who is yeah, 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 Trumpier sure. than Trump yep. but Reagan esque in in his yep. or her delivery. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. It, um, I mean, you know, it'll be. I hate to even put this into words, but it'll be like an Elon Musk type. Yes, right? it'll or yes. a Zuckerberg. It'll be some kind of technocrat who mm-hmm. we go like, well, clearly he's a genius because he's got billions of dollars. Yeah, or he does, right? And mm-hmm. and barely understands how other humans work in any way, shape, or form. In let alone way, has empathy. Form. Like, yeah. be- because if, well, you know what? If there's not required for the job, not required <laughs> for the job. In fact, actually is difficult to yeah. get the job if you exhibit That's those right. things. That's right. <laughs> right, you know, it's, it's uh, but yeah, this, this, so, and like, I, and, and to your point, um, I'm not worried about cotton. I'm not worried about Cruz. I'm not, I'm not even necessarily worried about Rubio. 
Um, actually, I take it back. I am worried a little bit about Rubio because I think he is polished. He is. I think Rubio is what Ted Cruz wished he could have been um, yeah, in sure. terms of his ability to deliver and just come across as. Because you know, I'll say it again. They talked about it in the whole Reagan's thing. Like you know, oh, how could that nice, kindly old man want to cut social programs? Like he looks like my grandfather. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If your grandfather wanted to cut social programs, then yeah, yeah I guess what he would look like. <laughs> I guess you're right. Um, but but that whole idea of, and I think it goes to something, um, I think, I think I, I, yeah, I don't know. I I said it to somebody, um, this whole idea of, you know, why Fox news hosts who are female tend to look very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, because of course, how could somebody who was blonde and, you know, ostensibly beautiful as judged by some aspect of the population who is saying horrible, racist, tremendously bad things. Well, how can it be bad? Like, cause she looks so good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so exactly. that's why I wonder about I wonder about the next good looking. I'm not even, I don't even know if I can call it Republican because I think it's going to come from the far, far right of Republicanism. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder about the next good looking demagogue mm-hmm. um, because clearly what has been established um, is that that person is that person has been given a blueprint and a map from 2016 right. and 2020 right. on how to make this happen. And that's by the right. way, is this the point where I can just put in a plug for the National Voting Compact? Because clearly, yeah. you have, I mean, that's really the only way you beat that is someone who has, you have to compete in all 50 states for all of the votes. Yep, exactly, um, exactly. Where are we on that, by the way? Uh, I think it's like so, three states. So we're at 190, I think if I remember correctly, they needed 74 more electoral votes. Um, so I think we're at 190, 198. What's the internet say? Google that shit. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they have like a? They need like a, a leaderboard on the on the front um, page. Yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, there it is. It has been enacted into law in 16 jurisdictions with 196 electoral votes. 196. Okay, so I was yeah. I was kind of close. You're close. Yep. So uh, yeah, that's which only leaves what 74 electoral votes to go. That's right. 74. Um, so uh, let's see. Texas, not going to happen. <laughs> Florida, Florida. Well, if we give up free meth, maybe. Uh, what was the, was it month? No. Oh, man. Which state was it that had the, uh, the, the anti drug PSA, which was meth? We're on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh. Um, so, so, so I think you and I are probably on the same website. So if we take a look yeah, here, national popular vote. Yep. So, okay. We got green and then we got orange. So if I'm looking at the orange places that have indicated it's past one legislative oh, chamber, um, it looks like we, we have Arizona. Well, Virginia and, could go easy. Yeah. Virginia, Arizona, um, Oklahoma, and yeah, Arkansas. Michigan. Hold on, no hope. Yeah. Michigan. Well, you know, Based on some of the hearings I've yeah, seen, um, I'm, I'm not holding hope of Michigan, but I am no, holding a little bit of hope for did Minnesota. You see, did you see oh, a box of wine, lady? Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know. And or Cecily Strong moonlighting as, oh, as a witness for Giuliani. Oh, that's what everybody was thinking. You know what? It, it really does. Like, that's the great thing about Saturday Night Live, right? There's always somebody batshit crazy you can play. Like, there's that's already true. somebody on the horizon. <laughs> Um, yeah, because uh, who knows how long Justice Judge Pinero is going to be around. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? Truth be told, these people are probably going to be around forever because if, if you leave Fox, you either do a Shepard Smith 
right? And, mm-hmm. you know, go somewhere else or um, you you go to OAN, right? Or you go to Newsweek. <laughs> yeah. God. It is. Well, so, so I, will, I will ask you this because what I'm, what I'm hearing um, is the idea that Fox is turning on Trump. And I'm just like... <laughs> By turning, you mean what exactly? Because there's a mm-hmm. a lot of data points between not actively promoting, um, doing some journalistic and doing some journalistic art integrity and debunking what's false, right? And so, mm-hmm. yes, I would say that at least during the daytime, Fox is not promoting, but I wouldn't say that's turning away because I saw no, Hannity I mean- last night. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're in the they're in the Jonestown uh, phase of of Trumpism, right? They're demanding mm. human sacrifices. Mm, mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you will give me your firstborn child, right? Anything but drinking the Kool Aid in the horrific, not the yeah. metaphorical sense, but the horrific sense in which the metaphor was born. Yeah, yeah, right. I always think that when people use that phrase, like, so <laughs> flippantly in the corporate. Yeah, do you know where that came from? <laughs> That's not what you would think it means. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you say soup Nazi, but do you understand the second word? <laughs> um, why? Are they, were they the baddies? Um, <laughs> they, they, they were the baddies. <laughs> I, thought, I thought stew was the baddies. No. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I think that anything but self-immolation is not going to mm-hmm. um, satisfy the Trumpists. And, and that's what's fascinating to me about this phase we're in right now is it in a way like you know with a pandemic um when when a new infectious agent comes along a, a novel virus mm-hmm. emerges epidemiologists try to measure um the various factors that will determine um how quickly and effectively it spreads to the population and one of those is fatality and if it's <laughs> If it's too deadly, like Ebola, it's yeah. really hard for it to spread because yeah, the people everybody die just they pass it. Right. And they, and by the way, they die in a spectacular fashion. You stay away while that's happening. Right? Mm-hmm. Like unless I mean there's a reason why we invented all that PPE and mylar suits and all the rest of it. Like mm-hmm. you know, we we instinctively do not want to be around the the uh, yes. the, the self-destructing virus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think in a lot of ways, I think that. Trump himself is is too virulent. He's too yeah. um, too deadly as a as a, a and you know he's left a destruction a path of destruction oh, path. behind him. <laughs> oh, yeah. all through his his real estate career and all the rest of it. Really, if he hadn't been scooped up as a useful idiot by the Russian mafia for money laundering, mm-hmm. he would have been gone long ago. Long time ago, he, he burnt. Burned he, burnt out. he burnt. He burnt through his four hundred million dollars. He failed at every single. He failed at casinos. He bankrupted a casino. This is. It, it reminds me of when I realized that that Toys R Us was going bankrupt, and I'm like, really? You went bankrupt selling toys to children? Like, I don't I know mean, how you do that. They still had to buy those toys from manufacturers to sell. You don't, with a casino, it's literally yeah. just, it's just, so hi, hi, welcome. Give me your money. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Like, yes. he and failed at that. And if you think about it, it's, it's it, you know, when you hear people talk about war, like casinos are kill boxes. Yeah. Like, they are specifically targeted. There's no clocks. There's no windows. That's they right. pump in oxygen. 
you know, like drinks are free. Like all of these things are, are basically, it's roughly the equivalent of the Greek lotus flower. Like what right. can we do to right. numb your senses to just keep Rob you going? Rob you of your, of yeah. your will. <laughs> will to live. And extracts, and just hand your debit card over to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah no, I, know. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's almost impossible to fail at running a casino and it, yet he figured out a way to do it, which is impressive. Multiple so, times. Like multiple that, times. that's the other part, right? Like, you know, those, you talk about learning, like, okay, I failed at a casino. What did I do wrong? Hmm. <laughs> not do that again. Or I guess in this case, <laughs> if, if you think about it from a zero sum game, he came out fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, I mean, I think he would have run out of money though if if he yes, hadn't. If, he, um, if well, and specifically, uh, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but there is a, a Russian mafia figure who um, came in and specifically uh, and purposely ran the operation to run the Italian families out of out of New York. Um, and Trump was enlisted because mm. he wasn't loyal to the Italian family. Yes. His, fam- his father had been doing that for them, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't have any particular, you know, love lost or loyalty. Mm-hmm. So he didn't care. It was just a different yeah, source a- of, of money. And, and by the way, and that's, and cement, <laughs> that same, that same effort by the Russian mafia was uh, what uh, fed all of those Italian families to Rudy Giuliani. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Like sunrise, sunset, you know, it's, you know, the idea that Rudy Giuliani made his bones. Um, and I think, it goes, like, and, and maybe that's a good example. Like, was Rudy, was this always Rudy Giuliani or? Right. It was. Yeah. And, and it was. I was going to argue, yeah, it, he's always been like this. It's just, yeah. you know, he was operating in an environment that restrained his worst that's right. aspects. Um, that's right. Or, or maybe allowed his worst aspects to actually be seen as beneficial. Right, to be productive, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worked for him. You know what? <laughs> when we need somebody to trample on civil rights, somebody who is actually okay with trampling on civil rights is really good at this job. Yeah, and um, who, who's, I mean, his main skill is acting self-righteous and indignant yes. that anybody would suggest that he yes. wasn't just acting out of pure self-righteousness. <laughs> you know, I mean, cue the pretending to be shocked theme here, yeah. right? But... Yeah. You know, this is what did Dennis Green say? He they are who we thought they were. Like, you know, he's always been this guy. And I think, you know, if there's the idea that as you get older, you become more childlike. Um, and if you become more childlike, you have less filters and you really revert back to who you are without the filters that you put on yourself. You know, what we're seeing um, is the true unfiltered aspect of Giuliani. Of, you know, right. people, like you say, people ask what happened to him. Like um, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Is, Nothing. He, he's always been right here. Yeah. Hey, actually, you know what? I, I want to go back to something you talked yes. about um, in a couple a couple of moments ago. Because was it brilliant? It was. It was so brilliant. <laughs> it deserves more time. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I was going to sell you handsome cream, but clearly you don't need any. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry uh i was looking at that national voter compact and we were talking about the 196 and i'm just looking a little bit more at this map and so we said so where it's passed so i think arizona probably virginia probably minnesota so right now that's those three are 10 plus 11 plus 13 is 34 and then we have nevada which is six which gets us to 40 um but then I look at this map again and I see Pennsylvania with 20, indicating that one legislative committee has passed it. And I see Georgia with 16. 
And so then we start to get close. And I also see Maine up there and I see New Hampshire up there and I see Alaska. So mm. when I look at what, if I were to just put it down to the states that will never get a Kentucky, yeah. um, well, a Texas, we, a Florida. We'd have to overlay this with the state house control though, because there's a lot of Republican yeah. controlled state houses. This is true. A lot of Republican governors. And that's kind of the reason why I'm getting close because I think, um, I think Arizona with, you know, two Democratic U.S. senators and I think a very radical shift um, in the 2020 election. I'm not sure when their governor is up, but that looks to be. Um, God, what a that dream be... that would be if we could do that before the. I mean, I think Kamala is probably I mean, I think she's going to run uh, on the ticket as as the presidential candidate. I think the, so. The next term. I think and so. I think she'll do well i think that i think we can because i yeah. think you know i mean we're going from the least competent administration in the history of the country <laughs> to quite a competent administration yeah. so the bounce is going to be radical and uh and you know I, I mean the only wild card is whether we get georgia or not if we so the, the georgia uh, senate yeah, seats, the senator, yeah. those it's a slam dunk for 2024 if we don't, yes, it's it, it way more tougher. on the bubble. It yeah. becomes tougher. Yeah. But so I, I was reading an article. Um, I don't remember when. Again, it all starts to blend together. But they, they talked about how Biden can be successful if the Democrats don't capture both Senate seats. Oh, by the way, thank you, Sidney Powell, for continuing to feed people sitting out the Georgia election. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> if you promise to talk about she that is, and only that. <laughs> she is a gift. She, they, that, that keeps on giving. Powell um, 2024, please. You, you know what? It's it. So I was release I was, the Kraken. That could be the. <laughs> so of course you see the jokes, right? Some of our friends and I talk about that. Like what she really meant to say was release the Kroger. Um, she just spelled <laughs> it wrong. <laughs> um, what she really meant to say was release the cracker. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and on accomplished. And on. Exactly right. <laughs> um, but what they talked about in this idea of how Biden can be successful regardless. And I think there's a lot of merit to this is go big, like do everything. Because I think they, and they talk about a wonderful history of equivocation and by Democrats to think about what's the logical thing to do. Like, okay, when Obama in those first two years, you know, okay, first we're going to do, um, you know, the stimulus bill, and then we're going to do healthcare, and then we're going to do X. And it's the idea that you only have so much political capital. And I think what what McConnell has truly shown us is that political capital is really is a loser thing. That's it's, right. it's not a real thing. What what really matters is control. And when you have control and you have the bully pulpit or the gavel, as it were, that's when you go. And I think that's that's what I hope this administration takes on. I hope they don't fall victim to the timidness of being bold. Right. Just just do it all. Just yeah. just. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, listen, I've already, much like the swans returning to Capistrano, I expect the deficit hawks to return in oh, yeah, mass. For sure. Already and, have, already have. Oh, they have? I'm, I'm yeah. sure. Like, how are we going to pay for all this? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Romney but, tweeted something about, like, I am a deficit hawk. Uh-huh. Good. Mm -hmm. Good for mm -hmm. you. I mean, I do think there is, a, to your, I 100% agree with you. They, they yeah. have to just, it's blitzkrieg. It's all fronts, mm -hmm. all at the same time. Do it all. Um, because there is this window of time when the political like half-life of the mem memory half-life of, mm -hmm. of like right now the Republicans have no moral authority 
no mm-hmm. credibility, no standing, right? If, if Cruz says like, you know, Nira Tandon is the most radical, like, have you seen how mean she is in her tweets? Mm-hmm. The, the immediate response is, oh, you read tweets. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. are you concerned about tweets now? Like yeah. they, don't, <laughs> they don't have any credibility for any criticism. Nothing yes. gets traction right now because everyone goes like, Really? Really? That's what you're concerned about? Exactly. Exactly. You know? While and the muscle memory year, is still there. Right. There's about a year, maybe two years, where mm-hmm. the path is clear and any obstruction by Republicans, you can just go like, you just see what they're they're now concerned about feeding mm-hmm. children lunches. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but past that, unless there's some radical progress, then people are going to start being... Uh, yes. frustrated with the lack of progress and the, you'll lose the, you know, the 2022, the midterms. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, and yeah. and then things will go really bad. If we've, if we've <sighs> lost the momentum already at that point, that's the yeah. thing that, that worries me the most is the, the how the first two years are going to go. I, so I, I would offer that things are different now and I know we shouldn't put too much on one person, but I would offer that, Stacey Abrams has shown us the way. I agree. I, I think she's going to be an incredible candidate in 2022 um, for the governor of, of Georgia. And I, I'm not quite sure who's going to come out of Arizona, but I'm hopeful that I'm hopeful that the Democratic Senate, the Democratic Senatorial Committee and the Congressional Committees are finally going to get and understand that all politics are local and stop yes. holding. Well, this. Schumer's got to be he, he needs to step down. Like I think so. He's not so. a good Senate leader anymore. I mean, well, he's not a good minority leader. No, if he's the majority like he was, yeah, it's very easy. But you know, different skills are called yeah. for at different times, and he is not a resistance fighter. Nope. <laughs> no, 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 and, and and he's just. I mean, it's the same with uh, Diane Feinstein. I mean, mm, she's mm, just been mm. in the role too long. But, you know, things have changed too yes. much for their political instincts to have adapted to the, I mean, if you contrast them with the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the incoming uh, Republican uh, members of Congress of the last two elections, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. Know, the squad, for example, obviously, like AOC's on, a mon- on Twitch, yeah. like streaming, playing games, multiplayer games and raising money and, and, uh, for for uh, campaigns and also like uh, educating people on get out the vote and voting rights and like and educating people like yeah. and, and and reaching people where they are where they Not, are you know yeah. it, it is and I I you know I, I would agree with, in fact I do agree with you that I think you know asking a leopard to change his spots is just a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is a painfully mixed metaphor. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see what I did there? <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, and, and I think it, it also ties to, and I don't know, you know, we probably had professors like this in college, like they've been teaching for 20 years, they have tenure and they have no desire to That's improve right. or be better because they cannot be challenged. And, well, and, and also, you know, at some point, Diane Feinstein, Chuck Schumer, top of their game, right? Like oh, yeah. lions of the Senate. And two thousand eight, right? Hell yeah. And and the if 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 you're at that apex of your ability at uh, at that sort of late <laughs> stage of your yeah your late stage of your well, no I mean their late stage of their career mm-hmm. and then things seem to shift and you, you lose us you know a, a step or two in your in your game like 
there's nowhere to go but down. Like you're not, yeah. there's not enough time left for them to get good at the new game. <laughs> but you, you know, know? We, we don't have good ways. And maybe, you know, when I look at it, if this is the smallest scintilla of sympathy for Trump. Clearly it's a man who doesn't want the job, but has no way to get out of it. I and I think we don't do that with our congressional leaders. Like we don't give them a way to gracefully exit the stage and you know they constantly oh, stay at the party to too just long make make do with lobbying I dollars i oh. know <laughs> i know but actually uh, truth be told we actually have given them away like it's it's kind of like they're stuck in the idea of being a senator so they're but they're too they're too honest to take the lobbying dollars like <laughs> it's it's they're stuck there and so that's where they stay that's true there isn't there isn't a, a graceful exit you can take no. the sort of sleazy exit and, and get lobbying exactly dollars. right but i mean if we look at ages i mean what pelosi's 80 Clyburn's 74 hoiner is 72 i think yeah. like you know quick math tells me that's 230 years <laughs> uh, at the top of the congressional the democratic congressional caucus like that's how old the country is <laughs> You know, you you literally, were, I mean, if, if we were doing this, if, here it is, if they were a company, I wouldn't allow the three of them to fly on the same plane. That's right. Right? I mean, and, and we talk about, you know, missing man or critical man, you know, theories inside yeah, of companies. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's just not something you would allow to have happen. And, no. you know, so yeah, it's, so, so I know we're close to time and we'll probably yeah. from something, but I would offer, I would ask you the question. If, I think if I had not it still, Schumer, it's so funny. <laughs> if, if not Schumer, who? If you, if you had the Harry Potter <laughs> magic wand, who, who, who is the right Senator to lead from where we are right now? 5248. Who's the right Senator to lead? The Democratic mm. caucus, the Democratic caucus. It's a good question. I mean, if you want to, if you want to bring the progressive arm of the Democratic Party in, you make Warren. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't think Bernie would be effective at all. I think no. Warren would. Okay. I'll, um, I, 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 I'll have that as one of my top three. Go ahead. I have another name in the background. You'll probably hit it. I mean, a really, I mean, okay. Sherrod Brown would be kind of an obvious because he's a firebrand, but he's also like a, he fits the Democratic mold, maybe a more old style Democratic mold. He's sort of okay. like the, you know, the workers worldly, uh, workers mm -hmm. of the world kind of type. Um, Cory Booker would be a pretty bold choice. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good, I mean, uh, I don't know, nobody quite, I mean, you know, if, if she wasn't VP, obviously yeah. Kamala. <laughs> yeah, right, I know, right. Oh, damn it, she got this job. Um, yeah. I'll throw another name at you. Um, I was thinking um, White House. Mm. From, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was great during the um, uh, impeachment hearings. Oh yeah, I thought. He, and but I, what I like about him is that he is unapologetic, and I think he's old enough to have some tenure, young enough to understand what it is we're dealing with right now. Yep, yep, I would agree. So I would agree. Um, I guess we're so yeah. As we, although we could keep going forever and ever, um, we could. I know, I know. Although actually, we I haven't even I, really gotten into current events. Like, <laughs> but that's the thing. That, like, this was the catch-up episode. Like, well, we we'll have to do it again next Tuesday because you're right. For as sure. I look at as I look at Politico, I'm like, hmm, they're the nine stories we we missed didn't um, that we didn't talk about. Um, I don't know what. I I by the way, our one fan, um, at least the one fan who I talked to, really appreciated um, the Jiminy Crickets naming. Of the, okay. the last episode, they they thought that was 
hysterical. Um, I, I don't know. What do we what what do we call this episode? What? Are, I mean, if we want to keep on theme, we'd call it gobsmacked. Gobsmacked. I think we would call it gobsmacked. I was thinking tomfoolery, but tomfoolery. Gobsmack- okay, there we go. Maybe that's we 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 just this season is all about antiquated. <laughs> There it is. That's the name. Gobsmack Tom Foolery. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) Sold.